0: Hello, and welcome to the Dark Side. I didn't tell you we were recording, but I I, I was just like, I typed in the Dark Side episode eight, and I hit enter, and it was like, yep, we're recording, and I was like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) we're recording! (laughs) I was just like, oh, all right, I guess we're recording. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to catch you off guard, because today, we're doing a spill the tea with Marinda being in the hot seat today. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. I can only imagine. So. Ooh, okay. So I have questions that I had written out for Spill the Tea, but I also have questions that I had written out for this like speaking thing I had signed up for. I told you about it, It's like fairly even. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you all of those. <laughs> 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 okay okay so what inspired you to be a witch well i think
1: i've talked about it before a little bit like first of all movies second books mm-hmm. um i <laughs> kind of relating to what we talked about back in the day, I would get scared easily, actually, Mm. and my parents would, like, cover my eyes so we'd go to see practical magic and during this one part, my mom would cover my eyes because she didn't want me to have nightmares. And um, eventually I decided to face my fears and just stop covering my eyes Mm. and, um, so I started watching unfiltered practical magic and I started getting into horror movies pretty hardcore when I was 12 being like I'm gonna find these movies that scared the shit out of me and I'm gonna face my fears Mm. you're not gonna you're not gonna scare me anymore so um I and that entailed watching Carrie and Nightmare on Elm Street it it came to be a a drug for me in a good way and like it was just very intoxicating and one of those movies that I really wanted to see that my mom didn't particularly care for was The Craft of course. Mm -hmm. I love The Craft. She didn't like that the girls like bullied each other she couldn't put it into those terms but seeing the movie like you can see a lot of that animosity with women, with women between the characters, and that kind of, that did bother me, but I liked the idea of doing magic, and I wanted that kind of a religion, and then so I started to try and incorporate some witchcraft with my Catholicism, and those spells didn't do very well. Mm. So then, um, I just kind of, like, tried to seek out a coven. That didn't work either. I tried Mm -hmm. to seek out people that would want to practice like me, but that didn't happen, and so, uh, eventually I just kind of was like, fuck it, I'm gonna be a solitary. I don't really care what these books say about finding a a community Mm -hmm. i can't i'm underaged i can't find a community Mm
0: -hmm. um and it probably would have been dangerous for you to like look for a community like because i feel like there's a lot of like people who are looking for sneaky ways and lonely kids who are like under the age of 18 and like that would have been really dangerous i'm so glad like I hate, hate to say this, but I'm glad that, like, that you did go a path of, like, solitude so that you didn't, number one, get led astray by, like, something when you were at, a uh, age where you could be manipulated, but also so that you could, like, kind of str- march to the beat of your own drum, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: I always march to the beat of my own drum. Um, and that's never, like, led me astray, so, um... Yeah, I was a solitary for a very, very long time, and was just like, "fuck it," I'm gonna just keep solitarying. Even when I, when I was legal, I was agnostic mm-hmm. more so. There were some things going on when I turned eighteen, so I was dealing with depression pretty badly, and uh, just kind of dealing with a lot when I was 18, so I didn't practice during that time at all. I didn't practice again until, gosh, until I was probably 24 and got my first tarot deck, because it was very focused on being witchy, my first tarot deck. It had spells in there. It mm-hmm. had spells that you could do for tarot spreads. Yeah. So um, when I saw that, oh, there's, there's spread specific to this deck. Hell yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> Give me a formula, I'll happily do that. <laughs> Just not a math formula because I suck at math. Yeah, yeah, I. Um, math sucks. Yeah, I hate math. So, um, and my current job is very math centric, so I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it's teaching me to be more responsible with my money as well. So True. Yeah. No. There's that. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think that kind of wraps up your question. I just kind of yeah. went with being witchy and mm-hmm. was just like, okay, this is where I'm at in life.
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting that you the-
1: talked about... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, and then it just brought a calm into my life, that, like, a calm and soothe into my life that I didn't get with Catholicism as much. I think Mm. we talked about it before, but I got very, like, angry and hypocritical and judgmental with... Catholicism and I didn't Mm -hmm. like who I was when I was Catholic very much like I didn't like who I was when I was listening to rap music on a daily basis I do like some rap music but metal is metal and heavy rock is definitely my happy place
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's so oh my gosh there's so much there I relate to the uh when you were a kid like your parents covering your eyes for me usually it would be like my mom would be like shit, there's a sex scene in this movie, and she'd cover my eyes. <laughs> or Oh no, they
1: did that for sex scenes for me too.
0: <laughs> or like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember the first movie that like really scared me to my core, like not just a movie clip that I had seen on MTV, I think mm-hmm. we talked about that before, but like the first full mm-hmm. movie I had seen that like shook me, and I wish my parents would have covered my eyes at some point, it just not allowed me to watch it was <laughs> Devil? Have you seen it with these like six people trapped in the For me. Which movie was it? Devil. Devil? There's six I think six people trapped in this elevator and they all slowly die and like every time the lights hmm. go out someone It's kind of like a who it movie. It was scary to 8-year-old Brianna. I probably would watch it again in like with a different lens, but it shook me to my core and uh,
1: so, horrifying!
0: <laughs> all of the movies that scared the shit out of me when
1: I was a kid, I actually love and adore now. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2. Really? The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. Yes. And I saw these when I was like four or five. <gasps> like clips of these. Yeah. The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. Beetlejuice. Edward Scissorhands. Drop Dead Fred. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like, Beetlejuice. Yes,
0: Beetlejuice.
1: Have to say it a third time. I love. And then of course, and then of course, Edward Scissorhands. Like, uh, they did a promotional thing on TBS Mm -hmm. for um, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, and what they did for that was to play Edward Scissorhands and that is how i got a very long crush on johnny depp
0: yeah so it's (laughs) funny that you mentioned beetlejuice because as you were talking about things that scared you that you were like let me go back and watch and then ended up liking Mm -hmm. i had seen this scene this was like maybe in a commercial or something like like you know like how they'll have ads at the beginning of like your vhs and they'll talk about other things mm-hmm. that are on VHS. <laughs> I'm dating myself, <laughs> and so there is one up, child. snippet. <laughs> there was this one snippet where it was like um, they showed the like elongated faces of the husband and wife from Beetlejuice, and I saw it. And I remember, mm-hmm. I was like scared at first, and then I saw Beetlejuice, and I was like, "Oh, this is that thing with the eyeballs on the tongue. That's so fucking cool." Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and part of my fear this is gonna date me now are you ready go ahead something similar um my the internet was very new again dating myself and my cousins found a clip from the first nightmare on elm street and it's when nancy is going up the stairs and like she steps into it and it's marshmallows (gasps) And my cousins decided it was a good idea to watch that, and to watch that in front of me, ah. first of all, the big scaredy cat. And then, at a, a house party, my um, aunt's ex-husband, I guess, put on the seventh installment of A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is New Nightmare. mm and the scene where the babysitter gets killed in the hospital room stuck with me for years and scared the hell out of me. And those that started my Freddy kick, actually. And I was just like, I got to start with Freddy and work my way until I find the shits that traumatized me and face it. That's interesting. So I found them and I can nap to them very nicely now (laughs) so have
0: some good dreams ironically that is so funny i kind of got into like scary stuff like fairly recently within like the last four years or so and the way Mm -hmm. i got into it was i had seen like the parodies of like the movies like for example i remember my parents would watch like all of the scary movies and so then i remember Mm -hmm. i wanted to see them because i wasn't allowed to watch them when i was a kid so i turned like 18 and i started watching like the like scary mm-hmm. movies i i even watched them mm-hmm. with caleb <laughs> and then i saw the paranormal activity the mm-hmm. haunted house i laugh at movie. those yeah those, those are, are funny. hilarious those are so funny well and no the
1: the actual paranormal activity movies are so funny to me sometimes like because i saw scary movie five first and <laughs> like you're saying i haunted house first, yeah. so yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is hilarious I can't, I can't and then on Instagram, I don't know if you've seen mm. the parody of the uh, cat. paranormal activities with the cat yes, <laughs> you know how I
0: feel about cats, parodying I, things yes, love cats,
1: I um, want the version of Titanic where Jack is, with the cat enamored with this cat <laughs> mm. yes fresh. yes Yes, I want that movie, please.
0: We all do. Anyway, sorry.
1: <laughs> I digress.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so next question. What do you think is the biggest misconception about your field or witchcraft in general? You could talk about death, magic, or just witchcraft in general.
1: Um, I think witchcraft in general. I know that Um, like I said I came out to friends if I was comfortable with them before I came out to my family Mm -hmm. and I like needed to get a sense of the person before I came out to them about anything and like a couple people at my old work know that I'm witchy because one of them follows me on Facebook and the other one I openly told after a while and they both were pretty cool with it um, one of them, my mentor was actually very like, just tell people what you are, who cares if if it's going to make you happy who cares mm-hmm. um, and because I was very in the closet still with my dad and my family and I don't think a lot of my biological family knows but my adoptive family who also follows me on Facebook probably knows Mm -hmm. um and they might have told my biological family I'm not sure Um, I don't know I don't really care I'm happy to not be hiding it Mm. Um, some of the misconceptions like ironically I built up the fear a lot worse in my head than it actually was because a lot of my friends that were Christian that I ended up coming out to were actually really, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. (laughs) Just don't try and impose it on me. And I'd be like, okay, Mm -hmm. just don't impose your religion on me either. All right, fine. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's. Can we talk about other stuff yeah let's talk about anything else so um one friend that was very very christian um that i came out to uh she actually very pleasantly surprised me because we had a lot of other things in common where we weren't entirely conservative or liberal but we were like towing that line of being right in the middle yeah And, like, a lot of our views on, I, a lot of our views on, like, we both loved Halloween. We both, um, love pumpkins. Um, her birthday's in October, so, Mm. of course, she loves Halloween, but, (sighs) like, um, and, we spent a whole day with her kids out at this uh pumpkin patch and had a really fun time doing that yeah um and somehow got on big topics like capital punishment and abortion (laughs) and -hmm. come to find out we both kind of agree on those things so it's like religion is important, but it's not everything. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that it's important, but it's not everything. And honestly, I would prefer to surround myself with witchy people. Mm -hmm. I would prefer to date a witchy goth guy. However, if he's Satanist, okay, just that'll probably work work best for me, if he's a Satanist, honestly, mm-hmm. because again, I have a
0: lot of the same views. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here, he's... fellows. She's looking for a <laughs> goth guy. Potentially say Yes. <laughs> Six yes. foot even. We're agnostic.
1: <laughs> well, he could also be 5'7", and write a blog, and be a Virgo, and, and have a YouTube channel. Um, play guitar in my favorite band. I was going to say uh, anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, normally I do like to climb, so... <laughs> But, uh, if you're 5'7", you're still taller than me, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless I wear heels, but, Mm -hmm. uh, anyway. Um, (laughs) but if, but I kind of shy away from dating more, like, Catholic or Christian. That's kind of a red flag to me, Mm -hmm. just because it's like, are you going to be okay with me, or are you going to try and make me something I'm not? Mm Mm-hmm. If you can have your religion and keep it separate from me, that's fine, but, like, don't try and impose it on me, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and impose my stuff on you or make you do anything that's going to make you feel uncomfortable or anything like that. I have asked my dad countless times, do you want a tarot reading? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. I'll leave it alone. Let's mm-hmm. watch this movie. Let's watch Murder, She Wrote. Let's watch Supernatural. Yeah. Um, I asked my aunt once if she wanted a tarot reading. She said, no, that scares me. And I said, okay, let's talk about anything else then. Mm-hmm. We moved on and talked about other things. Yeah. So if I can have, like, that kind of openness and that kind of open conversation with people, like... And again, with uh, my friend, um, it was, Hey, babe, do you want a tarot reading? Heck, hell yeah, I want a tarot reading. Let's go. Okay, all right, let me give you the tarot reading real quick. Hey, babe, do you want a tarot reading? Not today. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to do it today. We don't have to do it ever if you don't want one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to push it on people. Yeah. And I expect the same courtesy of, like... Don't push push it on me. The only thing that's really kind of scary with having a different religion is the people that, like, and for these people, I keep myself more to myself. I do come across people that are religious and Christian or Catholic and they are like, I'll pray for you, I'm (sighs) worried about you straying, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. not in so many terms, but, like, for those ones, it's just, like, I understand, and they're very sweet people, but it's, like, I love and adore you, but I, and you can pray for me, that's fine, but I'm not doing anything wrong, Mm. don't put shame on me because i'm not doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. just as you're not doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. um so it's it it just again it depends on the person and there are a lot of (laughs) it's funny because in new mexico there are a lot of people that are christian catholic um we have some mormons um supposedly i took a mormon's virginity
0: but um (laughs) you just dropped that out there that's hilarious supposedly Supposedly.
1: (laughs) i don't know i think it's either he was watching a lot of porn or he was lying to me because he he did a move that was just like are you sure you're a virgin stop (laughs) (laughs) you're hilarious uh anyway um so uh moving on <laughs> You know, we do we do have a lot of like religious and monotheist quote monotheistic end quote mm-hmm. religions out here. Yeah. Um but like we're also the second most populated place for lgbtqia plus i didn't know that. we have a lot of like yeah um san San francisco has the most but we are pretty much the second highest Mm -hmm. last time i checked and heard however a lot of people also come here when they retire and drive up the property markets and do their art stuff So that drives up property value and markets. Thanks for that guys. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, just, uh, it, it just depends on the person. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So I don't worry about people with, um, pitchforks and tortures just yet but (laughs) not yet (laughs) not yet no they'll come after me with those for a different reason
0: yeah exactly exactly okay with the death witch and death the doula what does that what do you think is a misconception people have about that or a potential fear that people might have
1: The word death is a loaded word, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like to deal with death and grieving, and I am similar, but at the same time, I've been dealing with death and grief work from a very young age, Mm -hmm. so to kind of learn that I was a death witch was just like, oh, well... Hello darkness, my old friend. I've mm-hmm. come to talk with you again. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Um, it, uh, it. It's not just death too. It's kind of like the death card with tarot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cyclical. The death card in tarot does not actually mean death. It actually means re- a figurative death and rebirth. Like death to a situation, or, excuse me, um, or death to a circumstance, death to a cycle. Um, My favorite um, quote that I can think of from the Everyday Witch Tarot Guide book is, um, a door closes and a window opens. Mm -hmm. So it's, It's one thing is ending so that something else can begin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind
1: of a thing. It's symbolic. It's... And yeah, it sucks when, like, people pass away and die and stuff like that, but I hate to say it's their time, but, I mean, that's one thing that is indiscriminate. It doesn't care what religion you are. It doesn't care who you are it doesn't care how much money you are it can or how much money you have Mm -hmm. it cannot be bought Mm -hmm. um and that is death
0: yeah i agree i agree and it's, it's interesting because i feel like death work is so similar to like what i do with blood magic which is I want to say that blood is something that is inside everything. Everything has some sort of life force energy that's flowing through it. And ours is just mm-hmm. more liquidy and physical in this realm. And mm-hmm. with if you think about everything as having some sort of blood, this thing that gives it importance in life, you can begin to look at the world not as this thing that you're living in, but as this thing that you're living with. Um, and I think that the equalizer of life force and death force is Mm -hmm. something that connects everyone we all are in this realm temporarily and there's something that's giving us life but there's also going to be something Mm -hmm. that's going to take that life away we just don't know what it is Mm
1: -hmm. but yeah but yeah
0: that said
1: you still have to go through a grieving process and that grieving process has way more than five stages and it's Mm -hmm. not it's not as clean-cut as you see in a lot of internet pictures. Um, <laughs> there's this um, meme of Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, I don't watch that show. I, pref- I much prefer The Office. Uh, <gasps> Hi, I want to move to Scranton, Pennsylvania. I don't know why. It just seems like a good idea. Um, <laughs> <coughs> You're funny. <laughs> So, uh, in case you can't tell me what my favorite band is, um, so, but there's this meme of him in front of this whiteboard and there's all this yarn, this red yarn and oh, red I've string, they call it. Yeah, that is what grief looks like. And that is also yeah. what it looks like in my head with my writing. So, yeah, yeah. So everyone's aware. <laughs> i got two things going two things of that in my head going on one mm-hmm. of one of them is with being a death witch and grieving and the other is with my writing mm-hmm.
0: and I, I going back to the so. connection between death and life which is our two fortes if you will um mm-hmm. where grieving is accepting the loss of love i feel like life is accepting the like adding on the input of love you know what I mean Mm mhm yeah okay ready for the next one yes uh (laughs) ooh okay what are some proud moments you've had in your witch life
1: (laughs) uh um first tarot client, uh, well, not necessarily my first tarot client, um, because she was face-to-face, um, and she's also amazing, um, and I was very, she's another one I was really surprised that she was interested. Um, and she reached out to me on Facebook and, uh, direct messaged me, um, the only place that she follows me is Facebook. Um, and she's, she, I haven't seen her in a while, but she still checks in here and there. Um, and then getting, like, really good reviews from, uh, Kristen, Nikki, and Kristen's mom, Cheryl, um... Yeah, Uh, and then uh, I think you know this story, but our podcasters don't, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Um, I was having a pretty crappy day at work, and I was in my mentor's office in a meeting, and the meeting had just ended, and you and I had been talking back and forth, and you were just like, hey, this person that um, was initially going to be mentoring me um it's not gonna work out can you teach me tarot and i just what looked around in the room to make sure that she was talking to me even though it was a direct message on my instagram (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh yeah so but a lot of things are changing. So we'll just see what happens next. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm
0: wanting to focus more on my writing right now. So yeah, yeah, I love that. That is, and I feel like acknowledging the amount of work that you've been putting in and looking at like how much you've done is gonna just bring in that vibration of more to come, you know what I mean? Mm. That's so exciting okay i kind
1: of i'm just wanting to focus more on my writing right now
0: yeah i kind of already asked this question um but i want to talk about more so not movies but like things Uh ideas practices what used to scare you as a baby witch that does no longer scare you
1: i really don't like the term baby witch i like witchling i don't like
0: i don't (laughs) like baby witch either i like i've never (laughs) heard of witchling but i will incorporate it into my vernacular
1: you're welcome. I learned Witchling <laughs> from another witchy podcast, I think, and I might have learned it from a manga. I think a manga, mm-hmm. You're think just a manga teaching tarot me... deck that I have.
0: You've te- taught me so many words <laughs> in the last week, like cajones.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, no, no, I didn't teach you cajones. I taught you cabron. Oh, There's yeah. a difference. No, and yeah. chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. If you want me to teach you about that, we can, we're, we're going to be talking about mythical creatures at some point too, mm, so. Urban legends and such. Uh, I'm yeah. Excited. So,
0: yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, what was the question? It's okay. What scared <laughs> you as a witchling that no longer does? Think about practices, think about integrations, think about things that, like, you didn't understand fully, or maybe had religious trauma that was keeping you from doing, stuff like that. Uh, So, studying
1: was always a little bit scary, because it was just, like, I couldn't do it out in the open, Mm. and there's still some studying, like, I can't comfortably read compassionate Satanism in public. Yeah. But, I feel comfortable reading, like, Honora Roberts or Stephen King novel in public. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just like, sometimes studying is, or learning I should say, is still a little like, hmm, how do I go about this? <laughs> because I don't want to get lectured. Yeah. Um, and i usually get left alone when I'm reading, but it's still, like, it, it, again, just depends on where I'm at and the environment and how comfortable I feel in it. Um, but, uh, what else? Um, access to things. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes, like, I would see spells that require certain things and it's just like I can't go out and get those materials because I'm underaged or I can't afford that or um, that is a very scarce item. Why would I go and look for that and how am I going to find that in New Mexico? Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing that I've learned over the years is that it's not what you use, you don't have to use all of the materials and you shouldn't use all the tools or materials that are recommended. This The point is to make it your own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. actually what really helped me with that was um, learning voodoo because um, voodoo is just so broad and they, they it's very unique to all individuals and it's nothing nothing like what you see in hollywood yeah um it's not like that at all voodoo dolls are not used for that okay (laughs) they are not we can get into that at a different point but um i'm very upset at how hollywood portrays the voodoo doll anyway um uh but that is also why i like doing spell jars because that is also a very voodoo practice mm-hmm. um and that just fascinates me and it's easy to do and it it's something that i can contain and control
0: yeah
1: um as i've gotten older it's more about what i can contain and control and what uh is feasible mm-hmm. and um you know if it if something calls for a jar and nails or blood or um moon water you know a jar is very simple you don't yeah. have to do much with a jar you can put some water in the jar and leave it on my windowsill and that's another thing that like kind of irritates me a little bit i didn't realize that i can put things on my windowsill (laughs) and cleanse them with the moon (laughs) Mm -hmm. until recently really and i'm over here like i can yeah um the moon like particularly on full moons is when you need to cleanse things Mm. um and uh or if you want to go by werewolf standards you could do the night before the night of and the night after yeah
0: full moons (laughs) that's a
1: lot to remember Um, not really it's just three nights a month um
0: that's a lot for me
1: to remember (laughs) (laughs) well you do have to figure out when the full moon is and i also forget when to check when the full moon Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help that underworld club is like hey new moon ritual and i'm like oh there was a full moon somewhere in there (laughs) Yeah, I, I completely completely missed that full moon that was in there somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I relate so but but you could probably do it with the new moon as well because mm-hmm. new moons represent new beginnings and mm-hmm. um things like that um full moons uh are just more for potency's sake um so it's uh, you know, it's just always having something to learn and it's like I am a lifelong learner but sometimes it's just easier to be a Satanist and not have anything to learn <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or, I agree you know, like like it's nice to just take a break sometimes and not have to like, ah shit I missed that full moon, crap and I used to beat myself up for it a lot and be like, Ugh, I can't believe I missed the full moon. How could I? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a horrible witch. I'm a horrible person. Yeah, and you this have this and these that and- ideas that make you think you're lesser of a witch than like other witches who do remember. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. They, they probably just marked out on their calendars, to be honest. Or get a calendar that has it not, in it.
1: Not only that, but they might have too much... I, I'm sorry to say this, but they might have too much spare time on their hands too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and I'm over here like I work 40 hours a week at mm-hmm. a day job so that I'm not a starving artist that it's I like food okay yeah I gotta start working out again cause I, I love food <laughs> <laughs> and figure out and figure out when and how to work out because mm-hmm. I like food
0: Yeah. food
1: makes me so happy I agree um, same and, and then like so there's that. I write. I try and do witchy things once mm-hmm. a week, like we're both in ICA together, and mm-hmm. um, finally we have something in Underworld Club that I can go to because it's after work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll be in that tomorrow. Nice <laughs> for for the solstice, <laughs> and then. It's just, like, I get tired, guys. I get tired. This new job is is good in that it's not, like... Draining. Draining. And I I feel... I ironically feel like I'm enough. So that's also nice. And I also, like, oh, hey, I can wear these boots that go up to my knee and... Like yeah, people might look at me a certain way, but they don't say anything or do anything about it. So, like, that's pat you nice. on the butt. <laughs> well, no, I'm I didn't joking. get that. I'm joking. I don't think I got <laughs> any of that at any of. My, I didn't get any of that at any of my jobs, but it's just like, if I had done that at any of my old jobs. I know I would have gotten some kind of a comment or, Mm -hmm. like, elevator eyes or Mm. something like that, and they would have made sure that I saw them giving me elevator eyes. I like the term-
0: you see, you're so- you're such a great teacher. I didn't know the (sighs) term elevator eyes existed, I just called it the look down. I like- (laughs) I like elevator eyes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do you explain that look? And it's, I don't even know if I read it or if my dad taught it to me, but it's like, I like that. And there's, there's like two ways you can give elevator eyes to someone Mm -hmm. and it's the, well, Hey, I'd like to uh, do some things with you. And then there's, Oh my God, you're wearing that. What the hell's wrong with you? No, no, there's three ways.
0: There's three ways. So, okay. Yes. So I, I, I have really bad RBF. Uh, I'm a lot better with it now, but when oh. I was in high school, <laughs> when I was in high school, I wish I had that. <laughs> wait, no, when I was in high school, and like my face, like I naturally <laughs> just like show like what I'm thinking on my face. I can't hide it very well at all. Yeah, and so I when I was in high school, it, but. <laughs> there was this girl who wore these this cute ass outfit. And I was kind of like RBF, and I gave her the look down, the elevator eyes, as you call it. And I was like admiring her outfit in my head, and then she was looking at me like, What the fuck? Like, what did I do to you? And I was just like admiring her outfit in my head. Didn't have the confidence to tell her, Oh my god, you look great. But like, it was just such an awkward interaction. So there's three ways there is I want to fuck you, there is The awkward one. What are you doing? Or what are you wearing? And then the the awkward Brianna, uh, I love your outfit, but I have RBF. <laughs> <laughs> but that one is specific
1: to Brianna, okay? The other I- two are specific to the general public. <laughs> because, because on some level, the person giving you the oh my god you're wearing that mm-hmm. is typically a girl first mm-hmm. of all yeah secondly it's because she's jealous that she's not wearing it or doesn't mm. have the confidence to wear it or etc 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 it's usually a girl giving you the second one The yeah. what the fuck are you wearing mm. mm-hmm okay or someone that is perky and has never seen a goth in her life and led some kind of sheltered life oh my god
0: that was me i was homeschooled <laughs> i was homeschooled.
1: but but you probably would not give me the what the fuck are you wearing
0: <laughs> okay i will amend that statement <laughs> old brianna would definitely have judged the fuck out of everything would have judged current brianna current Miranda. I hate to say it, maybe even past mm-hmm. Mirinda because she was just like a judgmental bitch. And that kind of ties into the next hey. and last question, which is um, mm-hmm. what's something you were taught to fear or to dislike as a Catholic that you not regret, but like don't shame. like, yeah, shame guilt. now. Mm-hmm.
1: Shame and guilt, shame and guilt. They're very hard to unlearn and um it's very upsetting when people are placing that's my religious trauma right there is when other people place shame on me Mm. for being different and that's not just in terms of being a witch that's in terms of being a writer in terms of being an introvert in terms of all kinds of things um like, I don't like nature. I don't like hiking. And that was before I had a bad experience hiking um, in the mountains. Um, and I told Brianna this, and I actually uh, told a, a TikTok-er, TikToker a little bit about this, because he actually gave me hope for men. <laughs> um, Mankind. But, uh, and he he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, very sweet. Her- heroic bandit. But... uh Even before that bad hiking experience, I didn't have, um, the, the, fresh air is for dead people. Go listen to Morbid, you'll understand. Um, It's something they say frequently on Morbid, fresh air is for dead people. Um, So like people get surprised, oh, you don't like to go camping, you don't like to hike, You. You don't, you like metal music? (laughs) What? You like metal music? Yeah, I'm wearing all black. Do I look, and I'm reading a book in a corner. Do I really look like I like to go camping? (laughs) Or
0: hiking, or (laughs) any of that? Mm -hmm. Really? (laughs) It's almost like they're projecting their likes onto you, and they're like, what? You don't like this? That's funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then they, like, try and shame me for not liking it, and Mm -hmm. it's just like... Okay, I'm gonna just start nodding and humoring you, because that'll get you to leave me
0: alone a little bit. A little bit quicker, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's something that my mom taught me at a very young age, was to just humor people it'll get them to leave you alone mm-hmm. faster give them a good smile and wave boys <laughs> um, not even that it's just that oh yeah i'll try that someday and then don't ever try it ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um one person actually suggested why don't you take your dog on a hike and i'm like ringo was huge there was no way i was going to be able to take him on a hike mm-hmm yeah and control him Mm -hmm. and get him back into the car first of all second of all he would not have lasted that car ride yeah he he hated car rides so it was just like i'm not gonna have that talk with you because you clearly (laughs) want me to go on hikes and
0: i have no interest in hikes Mm -hmm. anyway
1: And And then, like I said, the one time I went on a hike, it was just bad, so.
0: Yeah, it was an experience, and you had me worried. No. Oh, wait, no, that was a different experience. But, like, Mm -hmm. whenever you go to the mountains, I'm just like, Source, please let Marinda come back home safely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, because I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go for a drive in the mountains. And then the last time I went for a drive in the mountains, I was like, something smells bad. It smells like tar in here uh, or burning rubber it oh. does not smell right are they tarring up ahead is it someone's tires like and then the next day like i had this instance where my car like shook before <gasps> it like legitimately started oh, and i was just like oh. i gotta take you to jiffy lube i guess <laughs> see what's going on under that hood of yours yeah do
0: you do you have (laughs) any this will not work (laughs) do you have any protective stones in your car or anything like that i used to i used to too yeah i was wondering i feel like they helped sometimes like a good chunk of selenite just keep that in the car (laughs) amethyst also
1: works for traveling true true and so does uh Turmaline protects for black. Turmaline specifically protects for everything. It's all mm. encompassing. Oh yeah, this little hunk. And of then you can also rock. You can also enhance spells with um, quartz or smoky quartz. Mhm. I yes. love rocks. Don't send them to me.
0: Rocks are nice. I have enough. I also feel like recently Caleb and I we like when we went to New Orleans we found this like black rock oh here it's right here it was like in the street and we just picked it up washed it and took it home with us (laughs) we cleansed it too and now he like uses it in his like spiritual practice and look it looks Uh like a like it could be like a real stone it's not like a chunk of asphalt or anything like that i don't know what kind Uh of stone it is but it's black and smooth Hmm. and now it's ours
1: (laughs) i see pretty rocks and then i The last time i saw a really pretty rock it was where i used to work and it was i was walking to taco bell because (laughs) i was hungry Uh and desperate and hated myself that day i guess um so i was walking to taco bell and i saw a really pretty rock and i was just like "Ooh, that's pretty i'm gonna pick it up and then Mm -hmm. i remembered wait a minute there's a lot of like homeless people around here and Mm. drug dealers around here someone probably peed on this (gasps) what I would never think of that okay (laughs) so I put it down and I was just like I return you to the earth I'm gonna thank goodness they have like hand sanitizer right there and we have a bad homeless problem it's sad it's very sad they they take homeless from better towns and mm-hmm. dump them either here or albuquerque <gasps> that's horrible yeah yeah so it's bad and then of course we have like if anyone's seen ba- breaking bad i went to college not far from that motel that's in one of those uh uh motels that's in one of the first few episodes mm-hmm. And yeah, I walked by it at a stupidly late hour of the night once. Never again. Of course you did. My roommate and I luckily (laughs) got (laughs) back to our darms okay after going to a a nightclub.
0: But, uh... (laughs) Now I'm trying to think of, like, something dumb that I would now see as scary. (laughs) Breaking
1: breaking Bad uh, took place. It takes place in Albuquerque, Mexico also. Mm. And uh, a true crime that's more recent is the West Mesa murders. So, and that happened on Crime Alley, which is around central and Pennsylvania and central and Pennsylvania is also not far from where I went to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I survived college during a pretty dangerous time. Yes, you did. quite literally. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Anyway.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that was my last question. Do you have anything else you want the viewers to know? (sighs) Or listeners? I keep calling them viewers. One day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I do, uh, individual tarot readings. Uh, feel free to direct message me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I do check Facebook here and there, but, uh... Not as I'm not on there as much as I am uh TikTok or Instagram and TikTok and Instagram uh at marinda dot kippert and Um also I am self-published on Amazon. I have two books. One is called Sisters and amphetamine Fix. You have to type in the Ooh. whole title. Um I am hopefully going to come out with an anniversary edition on June 22nd. Um, I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to do a book launch for it or not in New Mexico. Uh, Grave Matters the First Necromancer is also available on um, Amazon in either kindle or paperback as is sisters Nymphetamine fix um i'm not sure if i'm going to do an anniversary edition of that one or not i might just to fix some formatting errors um, which were entirely my error and uh, kindle's error and had nothing to do with the lovely and wonderful a job that my editor, who I ac- mentioned in my acknowledgements, it had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything to do with me and my technologically challenged ass, mm-hmm. and, and Amazon not doing it the way I wanted it to do it. So yeah. I'm f- trying to kind of format it different. I'm also maybe looking at different kinds of covers for both, but Again, we'll see if the if uh, Grave Matters actually gets an anniversary edition or not. Mm. Um, Sister's Nymphetamine Fix is going to get an anniversary edition, though, because it was my first published book. Mm. Awesome. And what the anniversary edition is going to have is it's going to be edited a little bit better, formatted a, b- a bit better, and it's going to have the short story... That I wrote, um, that the first book is kind of based off of, and it'll also have a rough playlist of music I was listening to at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool beans! Oh, I love that. You jam packed, yeah. Jam-packed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Very busy year ahead of me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just imagine there's, like you said, there's just like the bunch of like red string on a board in your brain and a bunch of like oh, mini yes. Miranda's like freaking out at all times like, how are we going to make all of this work? The, uh, this, the, uh, rising and
1: ascending, or excuse me, the moon and ascending and Taurus is definitely like, oh my god, how are we going to do this? And the Pisces in me is like, it'll all work out. It's fine. Oh my gosh that's hilarious thank, thank goodness Pisces is my sun sign because I'd probably lose my shit if I were a Taurus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I do lose my shit sometimes and get really overwhelmed and start crying and then my Taurus beats me up and my Pisces <laughs> is all emotional and it's just a, it's a fun cycle anyway <laughs> probably way too much information but no, here never. we are <laughs> okay
0: Thank you guys so so much for listening. We guys, we guys, we hope you guys had a great day and continue to have a great day. And we send you many blessings and peace. And this has been The Dark Side.